Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. Be sure to follow our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Catch us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is the issue. It is Wednesday, August 26th, and Tim is back in studio. Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, back in the studio. I had to come home, had a had the golf outing been preparing for it, been telling you guys about. Yeah, how'd that go? Finally had it this morning. Oh, I mean, I, I played terrible, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the driver, the driver, I was just not hitting it solid until like the last hole. That'll get you every And then time. I finally hit it good on the last hole, made like one tweak and started cranking it. There you go. After 17 holes. So yeah. on the 18th hole, really wasn't that useful, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I um, mean, if that's not golf, I don't know what is. I mean, no, I, like, the golf's so frustrating. Like, uh, you know, I mean, came away with some good prizes, a really nice outing. Um, one longest putt, that was fun. There you go. Oh, big, big short game guy over here. Yeah, well, you know, oh no, the chip though was working today. The chips and the nine irons, you know, yeah, the lofting balls were working well today. I, I'm a big. I fan just had of a fun. Irons. I had a fun day. It was it was a great time, you know, getting out there with my dad, you know, see him, talk to him, just have spend a day with him was always fun. Yeah, it's always good. people we were playing with were cool, so it was, it was a good day. But yeah, I figured while I'm home, might as well get an episode in in person. So yeah, but you know. let me just hop back on that golf thing real quick. Four iron, my best friend. Let me tell you. Oh, that. see, like. Simply, like, I disagree. Like, anywhere from, like, a five, like, a five, a seven, and a nine, best friends. I swear to God, the even numbers just hate me. <laughs> Dude, I hit an eight iron. So, I have a good seven and a good nine. I hit an eight, duffed it all day. <laughs> all day, shanked it. Wait, are you, I, I swear to God, they're in between two irons that I hit really nice. I hit, I hit my seven really nice today Your a couple five. times. My fives were pretty good. And my nine was really good getting it up in the air, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my eight and my six weren't good, and I swear it it has to be an even number thing. It might be in my head though. It, it might be in my head. Most likely, probably is. But the thing with golf, like I'll I'll go out and I'll have an outing, or, or just even just go out, and I'll have like te- just do terrible uh, at first, and then that last hole. Like, you're about to go home. You're about to sell your clubs. The picture's already taken. It's already posted on Craigslist. And then you're on that You're on that last hole, and you just hit it so perfectly. And you and you get, like, you know, you shoot, like, a birdie on that last hole, and you're like, well, I mean, I you're guess like, I'll great. come back. Yeah. See, yeah. The thing about golf is, like, you got to just play almost every day. It's just – it sucks money. It I takes just, like, a lot of commitment, a lot of money. Yeah. It's just, it's just a very – you got to play to be good, and I just don't play enough. Yeah, but anyway. But yeah, no, I mean, um, you know who does play enough? You know, they had practice today, yesterday, you know, pretty much every day. Uh, pretty much every team in the NFL, including the New York Jets, who I think are going to be a terrible football team. Um, you guys can check out uh, on our Instagram at on, at the uh, underscore the issue podcast. It's at the underscore issue podcast. Yeah, at the underscore issue podcast. Um, you can check out our predictions for the for the Jets. Um, what is it, the AFC East? Um you can yeah. check out our predictions for their record. We have them at four twelve. A little disclaimer here. Um, still go check it out. Uh, I think that would be good for them. Four and twelve would be solid for them. Okay, like let, let's actually just like look at their team, right? 
So their owner, GM, and coach have all been not just ripped, but publicly ripped by not one, not two, numerous players. Yeah. Numerous players. And so they're, they're two best defenders, skill-wise. Last year, Jamal Adams was their best defender. Um, stat and like analytically, um, other players were better. But C.J. Mosley, he was hurt last year, so I, obviously he didn't do as good. Um, but he opted out. He was their only good linebacker. Um, well, probably would would have been their leading tackler. Yeah. He opts out. Jamal Adams gets traded. So who do they have? Nobody. No, nobody on defense. They have, they have Quentin Williams, who I think could be good up front, but I don't think he's like a game changer like Aaron Donald yet. No. You know, defensive linemen, there's a very – I think there's a big space in, in defensive linemen. There's good defensive linemen. There's serviceable defensive linemen, but they need pieces around them. I think Quentin Williams is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. There's very few guys, I think, like Cam Hayward, um, Aaron Donald. I wouldn't put them in the same category. I think Aaron Donald's in a category of his own. But oh, Cam Hayward, uh, Aaron Donald, um, like Vince Wilfork in his prime, like Warren Sapp in his prime, those were dudes that could change games from the interior defensive line. Quentin Williams isn't going to change the game, you know. Love him. Think he'll be great. I don't think he's going to change the game. So if you look at their defense, they really have no one. Um, and now you look, the story comes out that Le'Veon Bell gets pulled from practice because of tight hamstrings, and he let the world know about it like he does always on Twitter, whatever, doing something stupid. So he lets the world know, oh, oh I should be going, going, going. Like, I should be practicing hard. I should be out there all the time. Good Lord. And then Adam Gaze starts talking, and it just goes back and forth. Gaze actually said basically – Kind of actually praised Bell this time, saying he won't pull himself out. It's mostly precautionary. The Jets organization's a mess. It's a dumpster fire. It, I, oh, God. And then, so Le'Veon's health has always been a problem. Even in Pittsburgh, towards the end of it there, when he got clipped by the Bengals, or was that the – no, I think that was the um, – I forget who we played. It was like the week before the playoffs, he gets clipped out, you know. Yeah. So he's always had health issues. And he's had health issues since he's been in, in New York. He's had production issues. So it got me thinking, what separates like a normal normal size city? I would say Pittsburgh is kind of big, you know, um, with a good franchise. Then from a big market, absolute tire fire like the Jets, right? So is it just me or did, did the Steelers like get out just in time on like a lot of players, right? They did. Like let's look. So let's look at everyone says, you know, the killer bees, um, Bell, Bryant, Brown, right? And then Ben. So AB, yeah, I know they they struggled with when they were all together. They were really talented, but they never won anything. We were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, so you could talk about the this or um, you could talk about the struggles all you want there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about from a financial standpoint and from an organization standpoint. The Steelers got out just in time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, guys. Th- those guys were tire fires, and they are now. AB was going to do, do from the from that point that we that he started that controversy. On he was going to do more harm than good. I mean, he was going to do more harm than good. We weren't winning with him, and then he started more problems. So why would you think we were just going to magically win with more problems? Yeah, he was going to do more harm than good. We weren't going to win with him. If you look at Bryant, he's not even in the league anymore. So now you got two guys that aren't even in the league anymore that the Steelers just happen to let go of at the right time, right? Yeah. And then you go to Le'Veon Bell, who he's injury uh, injury prone. If you think that's that's false, you're just wrong. Like right now, his problem is hamstring tightness. I mean, come on, hamstring. I get being a little tight here and there, dude. You're a professional athlete. 
you're injury riddled if you're in training camp and your hamstrings are tight. I mean, he can't have a productive season right now to save his life. No. So now the Steelers have gotten out of three tire fire situations, and they, they haven't had to deal with them. And when also this this also got me thinking. Remember when they had Mike Wallace? Mike Wallace was a top five, top ten receiver in the league at the time. They dealt him. I never really heard much of him after that. Yeah. He went to Baltimore. He was decent. He had Joe Flacco throw him to him, though. So, I mean, it's not really – you know, he's, he, he ended up – average quarterback throw him to him. Yeah, average. and I think that was separated him. That's why he ended up kind of disappearing into the nothingness that is the NFL, you know. And then you look at Santonio San Holmes. He was marvelous with us. He was fantastic. That catch in the corner of the end zone. If you actually look at that – if you actually watch that Super Bowl – he was Ben's go-to target. Yeah. Ben, ben threw to him that whole drive. I think San Antonio Holmes had four catches for like 50-some yards on that drive. Yeah. Including the touchdown. Yep. And then they dealt him to the Jets at coincidentally the right time after he had some off-the-field problems and had some problems in the locker room. They dealt him right then to the Jets, which they actually dealt Le'Veon to. So, trend here. <laughs> and then he kind of disappeared in New York. So it's like the Jets just find ways to mess it up, and the Steelers just find ways to financially and organizationally make themselves better. Well, I think this also plays into the Steelers being a top three franchise in the NFL. I think they're a top – I'll go five. I think they're a top five brand. Look at their road games. Okay. Their road games are home games. Yeah, especially in that Los you Angeles look at, game. You look at Los Angeles. You look at Arizona last yeah. year. Yeah. So I think – Call it what you want if they're looking more out for their brand than they are for their team. But at the end of the day, this is this is a business. I'm and I don't think you can dispute that the Roonies are running one of the best businesses in the league. If you keep Brown, you lose money. You keep Bell, you lose money. You keep Bryant, you lose money. You cause issues, which could deteriorate your team and deteriorate your brand. Okay. And so, hold on, hold on. Back to the Jets. They just mess it up all the time. They drafted and developed a top 10 defender in Jamal Adams. He's a league-wide top 10 defender. Absolutely. And you dealt him because you didn't want to pay him? <laughs> so why'd you draft him? Like, why'd you draft him? So you're sitting there, you're saying, you know, we need a safety right now. But like, for the future, like, our defense, we need to, we need to sharp the back end right now. Yeah. So you go out, you spend a high draft pick. He was sixth overall. You spend a high draft pick on him. He develops into everything you hope, him to, hope for him to develop into. And then you don't pay him. <laughs> and then you deal him. What's the point? What is the point? Seriously, like, come on. Yeah, you could say, oh, him and Gaze didn't have a great relationship. It's because you didn't pay him. It's because you didn't pay him. They overpaid for a running back in Le'Veon Bell with no tread, and and they knew their offensive line was garbage. Why would you pay for a deteriorating running back with no O-line? Yeah. The Jets were just a terrible franchise, and I think these little moves and these little stories indicate that. You don't hear the Steelers coming out right now and saying, oh, James Conner's upset with uh, some of the touches, some of the you know, him being pulled out of practice a little bit early to for precautionary to get a little extra stretching or whatever. In you don't hear that coming out of the Steelers organization. No, hear it coming out of New York though. Here's the thing, and this is kind of what popped into my head while you were going there. And I know I just said it, and I'm going to say it again: the Steelers are a top three franchise, and here's why: you look at ownership, you look at the Roonies. They are a no drama, no BS type of ownership. They don't have a problem taking Le'Veon Bell, who was one of the best rushers at the time, one of the best backs in the league, and said, hey, you're bringing too much drama? See ya. Yep. A.B., 
Go one on. of the best, if arguably the best receiver at the time. Oh. He'll go down. He'll go to the Hall of Fame yeah. probably. But best receiver at the time. The Rooney's look at him. Well, he's a great receiver, but causing too much drama. Bang. What's the gone. risk? Receivers are pretty, pretty expendable. You see, you just see it time and time again where Pittsburgh is always making the right move. The Rooney's are always making the right move. And coaching, they too. Mike their... Tomlin has that team. He has them controlled. Yeah. Better than most I think, coaches I think in the league. on the field discipline, that, that's a different story. We're talking off the field. Yeah. That's a buttoned up organization. Yeah. They have their, you know, SH, you know, their, their stuff we'll go with. Yeah. Buttoned up. They got it buttoned up. Yeah. You know, they know what they're doing. They do. I mean, this also brings me to, I was watching the herd and uh, the co-host, um, Joy Taylor. Um, he's actually, she's actually from Pittsburgh, uh, sister of Jason Taylor, who ended up going down to Miami, really good defensive end. Um, yeah. She was saying that, even as a Steelers fan, I'm not sitting here saying the Steelers are end-all, be-all. I just think they're a well-run organization. Does that mean that they're one of the best teams? No. Yeah. And I think she said, like, when are we all going to realize and wake up that the Steelers aren't a Super Bowl team anymore? This isn't a Super Bowl team. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and praise the Steelers. I'm saying they're a really good organization. Yeah. But it just got me three. thinking. I just thought saw that story. Or I just saw no, her yeah. talking about it. It was on their Instagram. Um, I don't think they're a st- – Super Bowl organization anymore, but I think they are definitely a top five brand and top five ownership group. Yeah, that's what I would put them in the top. And if you're looking at all time for oh, all time, all time, they're top three. Yeah, top three franchise. I would put for sure. I would honestly even put, I mean, so what? Who's all tied with the Super Bowls? Is San Fran in there yet? No, it's just us and New England at six. Okay. And I, New England has eight. They I would terrible, probably, I would great. honestly, I'd probably put the Packers. I know they don't have as many Super Bowls, but they're, they're the NFL championships they have, the tradition that they have up there, and doing it in such a small yeah. market. Yeah. I would probably put Green, Bay, Green, Green yeah. Bay, then us, then New England, because we've been longer for, or we've been better for longer. New England, before Drew Bledsoe and Bill Parcells with a tire fire, and then Belichick and Brady just elevated that. Yeah. So they were, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're no, going to yeah. talk about, I mean, about Big Ben now. We're going to get into Big Ben. Yeah, we're going to stay in the Steelers. Um, numbers are out, guys. Got some betting lines for you. Yeah, Ben. Touchdowns, touchdown passes this year. How many will he throw? The over-under, the over on 27 and a half touchdowns. I'm taking the over for sure. I'm taking um, the over. I mean, Big Ben, the three years prior to this injury, hadn't thrown below, I think, 30 touchdowns. I mean, You seriously. said it except for 2015. 2015 yeah. is the last time he went over or under that over under. Yeah. Um. I I just think Ben is a good quarterback. You know. Yeah. It's been since 2015 since I mean not counting last year obviously it's been since 2015 since he's thrown under 27 we'll go 27 mm-hmm. touchdowns or 28 touchdowns um and then other than that 2012 2011 I mean seriously like from since 2000. Since 2013, he's only had one season where he hasn't eclipsed 28 or yeah. 27. Yeah. So I, I think that's an easy over, to be honest with you. And look, dude, he's got all the expectation in the world. He's got the fire lit under his, you know, yeah. under, his, under his arse. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean, so he's probably pissed because last year he didn't get to play. And he had to sit there and watch Duck Hodges oh. and Mason Rudolph try to be a quarterback. God. So he's probably like, dude, he, the flame to get back out there, burning brighter than it's ever been. Yeah. He actually said he wants to compete for multiple Lombardies. Remember two or three years Four ago when he was saying, 
that he might retire. Yeah, he was contemplating three retirement three years ago. Now, three years later, he wants to play for more Lombardies, plural. Yeah. So, I mean, the fire is there. I think he's going to come back with a vengeance. I think that's an easy um, over on the 27 and a half. Uh, Colin Coward once said he thinks the Ravens are going to 16 and 0 because they're upset that they have disappointed two years in a row in the playoffs. So he thinks that, that their talent mixed with being pissed is going to make them really good. And I think that's going to be the same with Big Ben. Yeah, um, I can definitely see that. I definitely see him going over 27. Um, I'd say th- 35 is the ceiling. I'd say 30. Yeah, I mean, well, I think his his over-under on yards was um, 3,999 and a half. So basically, if he gets above 4,000, he'll go over. Um, I, I think that's a little high. I'm going go, over. I would go under. I'm going to go over. His last two years he's played, he's been over. The last full year he played, people forget this. Dude threw for 5,100 yards. Yeah. And a 97 pass rate. And the year before that, he threw for 4,300 yards and a 93 pass rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think he's going to, I think that's an easy, I think both of them are overs. I think, I think the touchdown's an easy over. Mm-hmm. I would put more scratch on that, but the yards. I would go over, and that's like that's more risky bet, but I'd go over. See, I'm going over on the on the touchdowns, under on the yards. Okay. Um, I see him sitting at three thousand or thirty five hundred yards this season. I think that's I think that's eh, solid. I think it's a little low. I think if you're gonna in the thirties, I'd go thirty eight. But look, thirty nine. Yeah, he has. He's coming back with a vengeance. He wants to play, but here's the thing: he's still coming off of. Tommy John surgery. Yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. There's just so many question marks around him still, and can he stay healthy is going to be the, the big weapons thing. is the big problem. The right w- now. weapons is big. Can he stay healthy? He is aging. Um, he is coming off arm surgery, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but I was just reading through the comments. I mean, Steelers posted a picture of him today and said Ben will throw people blank saying, touchdowns. People were saying 47 yeah, touchdowns. Like 47 touchdowns, easy. I'm calling it 50 right now. Does anyone realize it? Patrick Mahomes threw 31 last year. Yeah, I mean. Lamar Jackson threw 37 and was an MVP. <laughs> yeah. And led the league in touchdown passes. Russell Wilson's never even thrown for 47 touchdown passes. No. Russell Wilson's consensus, probably the second best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. Lamar, Jackson was, top the, five of all Lamar Jackson was the MVP. Led the league in touchdown passes last year with Patrick Mahomes, with Russell Wilson in the league. With Aaron Rodgers still in the league, with Tom Brady still in Drew the league, Brees. with Drew Brees, led the league with thirty-seven, and you want Ben to throw ten more? <laughs> no, 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 no. Man. People are just out of their gourd. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a lot of the home. I mean, who follows the Steelers except for people that love the Steelers? You know what I mean? It's like very rarely I don't follow all thirty-two freaking teams in the league. Well. We used to not. Now I do. Now I well, now I keep out for well, all that I stuff. I do, but, but I, I don't follow them on. Inst- what I'm saying is like, I, oh no, I'm no, not yeah. following them all on Instagram. Oh, so yeah. when like when the only other team I follow is the the Cowboys because Danucci. Yeah, I mean when you look at like at a at a post from the Steelers, you're gonna see tons of just people that just go absolutely nuts over the Steelers. You see two polar. Them. You see two polar right spectrums. You, you see people that are like Big Ben. Huh. You see, you see all the angry like Bengal fans are like, huh, Big Ben, oh, Big Ben sucks. I'm like, okay, yeah, you just have to Joe Burrow, get out of here. Yeah, like I'm sorry that uh that Ben has more wins in your or in the Browns. Ben has won more in Cleveland than any Cleveland quarterback. Have you seen that? Stat? Yeah, I think, and the worst part is it took Baker Mayfield to to probably beat him. Yeah, I think Baker will be the only one to surpass him. Like, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, well, well, you know. Just coming up later in the show, I'm going to give you guys a little outlook. We're going to come back from the break, which will be coming up here soon in the news. Talk a little more NFL with Washington and the uh, the Giants, news out of the Giants camp. And we'll get to even a little bit of NBA today. Yeah. Because it's too big of a story to ignore. And uh, Um, get to my ice cold take. And we'll finish things off with trivia coming up later in the second segment. We will finish off the episode with trivia. See if Tim can do better than last week going one and four. I did one, two, two and four. Two and four. 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 Yeah, two yeah. and four. My bad. Two but, for four, uh, so I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get to a break now, but we will be back with the news. So don't go anywhere. What up? We are back. Um, we're going to get into some news here, then to my uh, ice cold take, Absolutely. and then my favorite trivia. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I'm just going to own you. All right. Again. Yeah. Let's not get too big on yourself here, bud. Uh, yeah, sure be able to read them, huh? No, that's uh, not that's not the trivia there. No, that's just got to get some yeah. water. It's a pretty warm day here in Pittsburgh, eighty four and sunny. So yeah, it was, a it lot was of a, humidity. It was a nice day on the course, though. Uh, nice and shady out there. Yeah, and with all the hills that you said are on that course. So. Oh, so <laughs> hilly. Um, we got into some news here. Huge news out of the NBA today. Um, the game between the Orlando Magic and the Bucks is. I'm guessing postponed um, because the Bucks are basically saying, "Hey, we're not playing." Um, they want to bring more awareness to their to the shooting of Jacob Blake, so they said uh, they figured that that's the, their best way to do it. They're not even going to. I don't. I mean, I'm sure they're going to speak on it, but they're going to let the actions of not playing do the talking. And uh, they were the first team to say, and I think the Lakers and Blazers also came out and said, "Yep, we're in. We're not playing tonight either." Along with the Rockets and Thunder, mm-hmm. so that's three NBA games that won't be happening today. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to push them back to tomorrow or, or how that's going to happen. I'm guessing the players are going to have some sort of um, not agenda that they want to push, but like you know they're going to probably suggest like a day or, or something like that. And the commissioner's going to talk to him, work with him. Adam Silver's a really good commissioner. Listens to his players a lot. Um, I'm not going to get into opinions on on the, the protesting or not. Um, yeah, we like to keep those. They can use their voice however they want it. Yeah. And if they think that this is what they want to use it for, then that that's good. That's what makes this country great. I know, I know, people are going to say, oh, "This isn't a great country." Some so and so happened. Yeah, they actually, their right to protest is is what makes this a, is a great great country. Yeah, the fact that they can go out there and play a game for um, hundreds of millions of dollars and still have the right to protest, just like everyone else, and actually even more of a right, and more of a voice, um, as mostly a black black sport they so they get to go out there and uh, and preach their word and that's what makes this country great because they make they make millions. such a such a living doing playing a game um and they do have and they, a, they and they have can have they have a huge they have a huge voice yeah. and they're using it um i'm not going to get into the opinions of should they use it when they use it that that that's not my i don't care you know yeah and that's not what this show's about either i mean yeah. we're here we're, we're i'm not getting into all that all that bs i mean well, not BS, but I'm not getting into all that, you know? Yeah. I they mean, have a voice. They can use it however they so please. And I'm using my voice to speak mostly on sports. I mean, I'll say right now, good for them. You know, I'm not in the protest. I'm not – that doesn't affect me. Um, I mean, I'm all for as much equality as you can get. So if that's what they're pushing, fine by me. Go for it, you know? I'm all for equality and all that. So good for the NBA. Good for those guys. Um, I mean – Sucks for NBA fans because you're not going to have a game to watch tonight. But 
I'm sure it sucks find, for you. You know, find something <laughs> to put on TV. Find something else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll just we'll get into another terrible. Yeah, we'll roll right past it. We're just gonna keep going. I mean, it just gets worse in Washington. It just keeps getting worse. Yeah, I swear to God. Uh, what was it? A, a video that came out. Um, of of something. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull this. Oh, up. dude. I mean, he's gonna pull up the the video in the article now. I'm gonna speak on the fact that Washington should just be deleted. Yep. I love Ron Rivera, but dude, he just signed like a death warrant. I mean, that dude will never get a coaching job again as a head coach. Oh, so it says right here, the Washington football team under fire for second, quote, um, bombshell report reveals, uh, quote, secret lewd video, and there's more sexual misconduct allegations. Yeah. Um, it looks here. Oh, man. Oh, this just gets worse. It says the Washington Post revealed accusations by several women who detailed incidents of inappropriate behavior in the organization over the last decade, including majority owner Dan Snyder allegedly telling a cheerleader to, quote, go to a hotel room with one of his friends to, quote, get to know each other better. Um, It also shows a a video of a cheerleader being videotaped without their notice, and it, you know, is a, a weird you know, focuses sexually. So, um, yeah, that's not good. No, that's it, not what you want to see. It's just really not good. People around the organization and, and from outside, like all those people say that, uh, it's appalling, but quote, not surprising. And I think that's the worst part that it's not surprising. That's terrible. Um, I really, I really think Dan Snyder is probably going to have to sell the team. I don't, I mean, this is just not something that should happen. People act like this is just something normal that, you know, organizations just go through. It's not. Yeah, no, that's like, not good. Yeah, things like this, they, they need to stop happening. And you and don't. I think see they this probably thing. will because I think he is gonna. He's got to sell the team. Yeah, you. I don't to. see how he gets out of this like no. unscathed, and by unscathed, I mean still owning that team and no no repercussions. I mean, I think honestly, maybe a lawsuit might be in order, like a, a trial. I'm surprised. That and I think he's going to have to sell the team. Okay, I'm just going to go out here. It's totally kind of related, but not to Washington. I don't know how Kraft is still owning the Patriots. Can we talk about that for a second? How this guy just slimed and just his way out of everything? Yeah, well. You just throw millions of dollars at him until the charges get dropped, and suddenly you still own the Patriots and everybody tries to forget about it? Come well, on, that's, Kraft. That's, that's the corruption of having money. Come on, Kraft. But I think this is this evidence is too damning on, on Dan Snyder. There's yeah. just no way they get out of that. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get to uh, more. It's from the same division, news from the same division. Um, I guess a little bit better news. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. This I mean, it's better in the fact that it's not. Like sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just still bad news, though. Uh, rookie Xavier McKinney, safety that they drafted, second round kind of fell a little bit. Um, he's going to miss multiple months with a uh, fractured – what is that, foot? Yeah, fractured foot. Yeah, uh, that, that that hurts. I mean, I don't think it's too big a deal, though. And here's why. He's a rookie with no OTAs, no preseason. He can almost use this as like a red shirt year. Oh, in a year. God. In a year where, like – the Giants aren't going to compete for anything, really. They're competing for third place. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, looking at Washington, they should have that pretty locked up. Yeah. You know? If Washington keeps being so terrible, they should have that locked up, you know? Um, but but really, I don't think the Giants – I mean, we have been 4-12. I think 5-11 and is the ceiling. And I really don't think Xavier McKinney 
playing or not would move would move the needle all that much. And I think it's actually it's not good for him that he fractured his foot. But he could kind of ease into this season and almost use it as a bit of a red shirt year. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I don't think it's too big of a deal. Like I said, I don't think it moves the needle anything crazy. Um so yeah, I mean I, I'll get I'll get into my ice cold take here. It's pretty good, and I know you're going to have some thoughts about this too. Because uh, yeah, it's an school take that's going to lead into some some banter some back discussion. and forth. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, my school take really isn't directed at anyone specific. It's any article, newspaper, um, Instagram post, or any just um, sentence or fragment or phrase that implied that the Pirates would be serviceable or competitive this year. Right? Oh, good lord! Here we go. You open this can of worms, huh? Yeah, and okay. uh, and it goes hand in hand here. Anyone who also doubted the White Sox, I've been on the train from the start of this year, and I've been on it to the middle of this year so far, and I'm still on it. They're a really good team. They are a really good. Team. I know Lucas Giolito. We they know hit the Pirates. He know hit the Pirates. Um, <laughs> you know, I know that it's the Pirates. But that's still a hell of a feat. Plenty of teams have played the Pirates this year, and they couldn't know hit them. I mean, they killed them, but they didn't know hit them. That's what I mean. You know, so I mean, that's like really good. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to how bad the Pirates are. Oh, God. When They're you have so Gerard Dyson as your center fielder and you're looking for him to produce and get on base and late innings and, and try to score runs. And, and I think he's hitting under 200. Yeah. Look, the only ray of sunshine out of this freaking organization is Colin Moran right now. Well, Brian Reynolds, I don't know how Brian Reynolds is doing now, but I think going forward he's a he's a ray of hope. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, but are we going to trade him again? Like are probably. We I think Listen. Bell. We should knowing knowing the Pirates, they'll probably you know bundle Bell, Reynolds, and you know Frazier. Who's, who's our top prospect right like, now? Like, Frazier, Adam Frazier. Okay, he's not a top prospect. Okay, he's our like, top prospect right now. O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz or Cabrian Hayes, right? So knowing the Pirates, I'm thinking probably at some point this year they'll probably go what? Reynolds, Bell, Hayes, and we'll probably get a back-end bullpen guy, a, f- uh, a fringe five starter, and probably a compensatory, right? And, so that's what uh, – yeah, and two of them will probably get injured and be done for their careers within 10 games with the Pirates somehow. Um, it's very – It's well, bad. So, okay, here, let's look here, right? So, would you be at all surprised, right? Okay. If they traded for, like, like someone just so out of the, out of the blue, like Rick Porcello or something, right? Yeah. Someone who was a Cy Young, mm-hmm. like Chris Archer was, was a Cy Young candidate and everything. Yep. But is washed up. Yep. That's like such a pirate's move. I don't even know where Rick Porcello is right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I don't even know where he's pitching anymore. Are you asking me if I'd be surprised if we went for a guy like that? Okay, so Porcello's for the Mets, right? So would you be surprised right now if they were like, you know, we'll give you Porcello, one of our long relievers. And like a, a compensatory for like three years down the road, like seriously, I wouldn't be surprised. And then we would give them our top prospect and our only two major league players, other than Colin Moran. Yeah, we'd like deal them Josh Bell and Brian Reynolds and like and a top prospect for literally seriously. Nothing. I mean, we gave who, we gave Neil Walker Neil Walker away for who? 
Like no one. Oh wait, no, John Neese. I think it was yeah, a straight up one was, for one. It was for John Neese, and that's what I mean. John Neese, where is he now? Not in Pittsburgh. We literally gave Neil Walker away for nothing. Yeah, we also gave away Tyler Glass now and Austin Meadows away from two, Chris Archer. Two of our really what, good pentatory, I think. Yep. I mean, we just and you see how well Glass now is doing, by the way. Yeah, he had I think what 10, 10, or 10, Thir- 10 he had thirteen Ks the other night. Thirteen. And no, that was Giolito against us. I think he had are 10. you sure? No. Ready? MLB. The MLB posted something on it. Ready? This will be your pre-trivia. This is this is warm up for you. Let's see if you can get this. All right. Oh, we did have thirteen. Look at you. There it is. Oh, it was a different post. Okay, so Shane Bieber had the ten. That's yep. where. Okay. Tyler yeah, so he struck out thirteen. Thirteen Ks. Wish it was for Pittsburgh. Well, of course it wasn't. Of course, when he was in Pittsburgh, he was a tire fire, but we still dealt him anyway. Yeah, because he had he, a, he had actual hope, and if, we still dealt him. Yeah, I mean, if you have hope, and if you're any, if you're decent, at oh, baseball, he's so young too. Yeah. So. Uh, well, whatever. I mean, the Pirates suck. Nothing's I mean, new. You remember Garrett Cole? Yeah, I've I've heard of him. Uh, started his career in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, we move in here, and we're gonna get to Tim's trivia to finish up. The episode on the back end here of the second segment. Uh, all right, me, so what is this on? What do we give me a second? I gotta go all the way over here to get this. Make sure you're not uh not cheating on here. All right, it definitely wasn't. So, last who is week. it? Who is it? All right, so we were uh we were talking you and I the other day about uh about Bill Belichick. And how he's been treating Cam Newton. And how he's treated Cam Newton so much better than Brady. He's not yelling at Cam. He's praising Cam. And I think he's talking. Yeah, what? So we heard the press conference where he's talking about Cam being a hard worker, grind, or this, that. First one in, last one out type that's, of guy. That's the, that's the most I've ever heard him talk combined, yeah. ever. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard an interview with him more than his answers being, yeah. Yeah, they were a great team. Yep, we'll be back next week. And that's it. Yep. <laughs> it's always we're looking forward to next week. And, uh, yeah, so he's just been all over Cam. And this is what got me. All right, so I start looking into it. Cam, honestly, he can't be that good, right? So we're going to do a little comparison today. Cam Newton and, and Tom Brady. Oh, God. And we're going to see how they stack up. All right. All right, so – we're going to have to judge it off of Cam's 2018 season because his last season, 2019, he was injured. All right, that's fair. So we're judging it based off of Cam's 2018, and we're going to go Tom Brady's 2019 since it's the last season they both, you know what I mean? Yeah. So in 2018, Cam Newton, how many touchdowns did he throw? Okay, was it A, 18, B, 13, or C, 11? So you're – Cam it was 18. No, it was 13. See, well, one. If, you look at his, if you look at his averages for his career, he's like an 18 and 11 guy. Mm-hmm. So I was going to play the average, but yeah. he'd only have 13, 13 touchdown touchdowns. I had to know that that was a trick. 18. Hmm. That hurts. All right. All right. Still hope, guys. There's still hope. I learned from my mistake there. Don't go with your gut. In 2018, what was Cam's passer rating? Was it A? 94.2. No chance. B, 98.6. Not a chance. Or C, 93.3. So what was the first option? 94 something? 94.2. 94. 
98.6. I'm going to rule out 98.6 now. Okay, you're rolling out 98.6. Now it's, now it's between 94.2 and 93.3. It's a thinker. He threw 13 touchdown passes. Yes. How His rating can't be that high if he threw 13 touchdown <laughs> passes. promise you it is. 94.2. There it is. One for two. Come on, people. I was so close to going 93.3 right there. 94.2 oh, passes. See, right see the 0.3, the, 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 the 3.3 sounded too make, made up for me, so I had to go with the 94.2. You I should have went 93.7. Yeah, but that's like so close. Yeah. You got to space it a little. Jeez. All right, good. Now we're going to move to Tom for, the, right. for the final two. Okay. 2019 Tom Brady. So last season. How many touchdown passes did he throw? Okay. A. 27, B, 28, or C, 24. 27, 28, or 24? 27. It's 24. Brady threw only 24 touchdown passes last year, and people think Ben is going to throw 47. Ridiculous. That hurts, guys. I'm distraught, to be honest with you. All right, well, you got a chance to go 500 here. On this Are we going yards? Season. We're going passer rating for Brady now. Okay. 2019 Tom Brady, passer rating. Was it A, 86.4, B, 88.0, even, or C, 92.3? So we have 86.4. No, I'm rolling that out right now. Okay, roll out 86. Now we're between 88 and 92. 88 just seems so low. God, guys, I'm having a I'm having a, a really big issue here. Uh, I will tell you this was surprising to me. Well, it's 88. What is it? 88. It is 88. Let's go. <laughs> it is. It, it's surprising to me. Is it not surprising to me? I, even 92 would. It, I thought he was higher. Look at that. I just I don't I don't understand. How does that correlate? Cam with a 94.2 and 13 touchdowns. And then you have Brady with 88 and 24 touchdowns. All right, I'll take two for four, though, guys. I'll take two for four all day. If I can keep hitting 500, boys, we're in business. Yeah. I mean, just. We're in business, straight up. But, uh, no, that was a really good episode today. I'm pretty happy about it. I just had a good day overall, you know. It was. It was a good episode, a good day. And, uh, well, See we, Friday, yeah. yeah, we'll be back on Friday, and then we have our last divisional predictions coming up for you on Monday. We got uh, the uh, NFC South. Oh no, AFC, AFC South. South. Yeah, AFC South, and we'll finish things up, and we'll be getting ready and uh, starting some new segments. We have some new ideas coming for you guys, and you guys will be uh, hearing about that. For sure. Uh, we want to get a graphic up either by today or tomorrow. It'll be the top five NFL franchises in uh, in our opinions. So uh, go make sure you're going to our Instagram, our Twitter, checking that out. Our Instagram is at the underscore issue podcast. And our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. And we have been posting on there uh, a lot more uh, as of late. So make sure you're checking out our social media, staying up to date. And uh, that was the issue.